to a very special episode of Tep and Step, your premium high school football podcast. I am the Tep Greg Tepper, and we have, uh, for the moment, uh, banished uh, the crowded field snob, Matt Step off to the ether so that we can sit here and talk a little six-man football with our good friend, from sixmanfootball.com, he's the six-man insider for Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and he'll be calling the stinking games on Fox Sports Southwest, the great Granger Huntress. Hey, Granger. Hey, good to be here. Hey, you know, the the one good thing, you know, I, I trash step about food, you know, <laughs> last time we were on, but he would be proud because I uh, smoked short ribs today all day long, and so that's what we had for dinner, and they were fantastic, so I'm sorry he wasn't in town. He was complaining about breakfast tacos at some point this weekend, and uh, I let him know that uh, we had short ribs that were smoked that were absolutely fantastic this evening. Okay, well, um, all right. Uh, I'm just saying next time, I would appreciate, maybe in a non-pandemic year, I would appreciate an invite. Exactly, exactly, of course. State track, state track. State tra- oh, I love it. State track. Uh, all right. So we brought you in here because we got to talk. We got two big time football games. And I will also maybe this is a good place to start. We'll go through both of the games in depth, but maybe this is a good place to start to start. This is the first time in in a little bit that I think that you've got two legit. I don't want to say toss ups. Because I do think there are maybe some slight favorites, at least in one of the games. But I think you got two games that are really evenly matched. I, I think I go back to last year, and I think that it was kind of fate account, although we thought well, we thought McLean was a big big favorite over Blum. Uh, and then we thought uh, Richland Springs was a pretty considerable favorite over Motley County. This feels like you got two really evenly uh, matched 1A games to, to look forward to. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, and I was talking to Lehman about this over the weekend. Um, we were looking back since the split. Mm-hmm. There haven't been a pair of games that were expected to be this close. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. a um, it's a fantastic year. Hey, we ha- let me, geez, Louise, um, the the Class A, the the the, the Division One semifinals both went to OT. First of yeah. all. Um, which was nutso um, on the same night. And then these games are, are, you know, are expected to be close. I mean, you know, never know what's going to happen. Somebody could get injured. Um, you know, someone could just have a great day and another team not. But right now, I, you could give me any combination of the four teams and I would go, yep, sure. Yeah. It's it's amazing, and it's 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 not been like that in a while. And by the way, you mentioned both of the Division One semifinals went to overtime. Both of the Division Two semifinals were one score games. Yeah. I mean, you had four one score games in the semifinals, which I think just tells you a little bit about like the packing you have in in the uh, in the six man ranks this year. Um, all right, I'm going to leave it up to you, and this is 100 percent true. I'm just producing on the fly here. Do you want to go in chronological order, which would be small to big, or do you want to go? Sure. Uh, Let's just okay. do that. That'll make it easy. Then we'll kick it off. It'll be Granger Huntress and Craig Way on the call on Fox Sports Southwest. Yeah. A 1A Division II state championship game. Going to kick it all off at AT&T Stadium as the 11-1 Balmeray Bears take on the 12-0 Richland Springs Coyotes and... 
it, this is such a fascinating matchup to me. And and I guess one great place to start, I think there's a real argument that these these might be the two best six-man football coaches in Texas high school football history that are going at it. Well, it, it, it's definitely two that have won you know, the, a large number of titles. Yeah. Um, I do think they are two of the best coaches ever. Mm-hmm. It's hard to dispute that. Um, Vance Jones, you know, his career spans from winning a, a title in 76 in, you know, in marathon to potentially winning one in 2020. Uh, That's I, insane. You know, there are a lot of people who will listen to this who weren't born in 76. Uh, You're talking you know, to one of them. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> that's insanity. And it wouldn't, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, he's, he, you know, Vance is Vance. He's so fantastic. I, I, I messaged you, what was it, last week telling you that, you know, he's still on that flip phone. Um, <laughs> and so I text him or, and then call him, but, uh, or he calls me. But, you know, it's one of those funny things. He's just, he's an amazing coach. Good, good overall guy, um, you know, and, and, and on one side, and that's Balmeray. And then you've got Jerry Burkhart, who is kind of a lightning rod in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and part of that's winning. I mean, come on. It's, it's when you've won. It's, nine, a New York, it's a New York Yankees. Yes, it is. And so when you've won nine titles, no matter how it goes, um, you're going to have people all over you. And, you know, and, and, you know, the proof is in the pudding. He, yeah, he always has great players, but who in the world really thought they were going to the state title game? Not very many people this year. Um, albeit it's, it's one of those years where everything crazy has happened, but, uh, you know, it's about preparedness and he always has his teams prepared and that's what, you know, they're never out of a game. So yeah, no, two great coaches, um, two solid programs, you know, Balmeray has over the years has been good. You know, even when I started this thing in the nineties, you know, they, they had some great teams back then. It always seems like there was a Dutch over somewhere in Balmeray. Um, I believe the mayor back then was, was a, was a, was a named Dutch over. They like, <laughs> it was the whole town was, it was crazy, but they, you know, lots of speed, you know, always been that way. And so you've got this matchup here between Balmeray and Richland Springs and uh, Richland Springs, we can start with them. You mentioned they are not supposed to be here this year. This was supposed to be a quote-unquote rebuilding year for them. It, it it comes back to me. Landon Burkhart is a game-breaker for them. I mean, he is. It seems like in a lot of ways it starts and stops with what their spread back does. And and that 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 I know we say that a lot, especially the six-man game, and especially at 1A Division two. But when you got that guy... You're going to be in every single ball game. Yeah, they don't have a whole lot of seniors, and Landon is one of them. And he's uh, he's a, a special player, a really solid player. Um, probably, you know, a lot of people look past him because he is the coach's son. Um, but you know, he's a great player. I, you, you watch game film of him, and he's. He's just elusive. He's under control. You know, people always say, you know, a coach's son's always like having a coach on the field. Well, that's what he is, you know, and um, he can throw the ball. He can run the ball. And um, they just uh, I I think it's one of those things where, 
you know, Strawn kind of keyed on him a little bit. So it opened up for him to get the ball to other people. And, you know, that's, that's going to be the key for them, but yeah, no, he's, he's a, he's a special player and I, you know, I, he's got to get some credit, you know, you know, mm-hmm. coach's son, maybe not always gets the credit, but yeah, this, this kid definitely deserves it. On the Balmeray side, it, this has been a, a team that, um, you know, they've got a lot of seniors and, and that's a big reason why they were the number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football to start the year. Um, but it seems to me, if you're looking for a star and I don't know if they're, they're not, you know, let's put it this way. If, if Landon Burkhart has a bad game for Richland Springs, it's real hard to see them winning. Mm-hmm. But for Balmeray, they spread it around a little bit more, but I think if, if, if I'm reading you correctly, it seems like the real, the real star of the show here is a sophomore in, in Tomas Contreras. Yeah. And that's what kind of, you know, surprised me a lot too because throughout the year talking to people and talking uh to coach jones you know you hear a lot about the seniors and thomas you know has been fantastic all season long you know all those yards rushing um just kind of like as the first option you know when they run they they run an option offense and he's 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 been the heart and soul of their offense and but you know part of me always wonders too you know you had t- over 1200 yards rushing part of me always wonders too is you know they didn't have to play as many games this year kind of a weird season for them mm-hmm. their games weren't as long um I, it's it's shocking to me that he has so many more yards than the rest of his teammates so um you know i, I like you said i think there, there are other guys in there who could definitely carry the load and will, you know, the, they will, mm-hmm. they will adjust who is back there quite a bit on that offensive scheme. And so when you look at this game, um, you know, I, th- I think we've got, I think we've got a, a fantastic matchup, a, a pretty, a pretty hard to call matchup here. Um, you know, as it usually comes down to in six man football, as much as we like to talk about the offense, seems like it'll come down to defense. I I picked Balmeray. Um uh, I think but I think at the same time, man, it doesn't it seem so foolish to be like, oh yeah, Richland Springs is going to lose in a title game. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know. I think Balmeray probably has the superior defense, and that might be why I give him the slight edge. Yeah, to me, I think what it came down to was depth. Uh you know, talking with you know, texting with Jerry Burkhart this last week. Um, you know, I said, congratulations. Oh, and I need your two deep. He goes, we don't have a two deep. He goes, they, <laughs> he goes, they have a two deep. I and uh, we don't. And I said, well, send me your one and a half deep. Yeah. And so that's kind of the truth. Um, they play eight, eight, nine, maybe 10 players at Richland Springs. Uh, Balmeray can, you know, it's 12 seniors mm-hmm. and then other kids that play. So they, I, I think it was 24, 25 kids on the roster, of which, you know, I, I do think 12 to 14 can get playing time. And so it, it's a very different deal. They'll, they will shift a lot of people. They will they will platoon quite a bit um, on Balmeray and then try to wear down Richland Springs. So that's where I see the difference, and that's what's going to help their defense. They have several uh, defenders like Laura Mata. They're, they're two defensive ends. Um, uh 
<clears throat> excuse me, um, Mata and uh, Sean Orozco. Uh, they'll be numbers 13 and 14. Those two kids don't really um, platoon. You know, they platoon, so they don't really play a lot of offense. So that's what helps their defense is they've got two guys mm-hmm. up front who are never, you know, who, who get to play defense and be fresh for defense. Um, so I, I think that's a huge deal for them. It's going to be a really, really good way to kick off the state championship games, uh, 11 a.m. Uh, on uh, Wednesday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. And of course, live on Fox Sports Southwest, Granger Hunters on the call. Okay. So okay, now, wait, wait, one last thing. One last yes, thing. Yes, by all means. Um, the, the other really kind of cool thing that I had to point out that I did not write in my article was that Ch- Chase Gossett, um, the kicker for Richland Springs, is left-footed. I don't know. It just, it was just cool. Um, How many lefty, I mean, and, and by the way, for, for those who are, if, first of all, if you're not a six man football fan, you're listening to this podcast, like shout out to you. Um, but, but left footed kicker, like good kickers in six man football are a commodity. Left footed, good kickers are a bona fide, like oddity almost. I would yeah. say. Well, and I just found it interesting. Cause you know, he, he's a kind of a big guy. Uh, play some linemen for them and uh i he's got that little pooch to do boom kick you know the quick the quick pooch kick you know on the on the on the extra points and he's good and uh you know i'm i'm not left-footed i'm left-handed but uh i i I really (laughs) admired it and uh it was the first thing i noticed i had to keep looking at it i I watched every extra point they've taken you know that i've got film of just because it's it's been entertaining i i just it's just different Okay, well there you go. <laughs> Keep an eye on a left-footed kicker uh, at, at AT&T Stadium, 11 a.m. on uh, Wednesday. We now matriculate to 2 p.m. And by the way, here's a nice thing: we now matriculate to 2 p.m. And I am—I think we would both be pretty shocked if the first game ended early, right? Yeah. That's fair. Um, I would also be pretty surprised if this second game ended early. Uh, so they're gonna have to scrub that field fast as we go to two o'clock at in the one a division one state championship game as the Sterling city Eagles take on the may tigers and sure seems like we've seen this before Granger and a big reason why is because we we have this is this is a this is believe it or not a rematch which is a little strange you have to wonder if these two teams whenever they got together back uh what uh week three week two. four Week two. I believe it was week. I think it was week two. Week um, two. If they thought, well, we'll definitely see each other again. Yeah, um, I think they. It's funny. They. It just. It was a random thing that one of the assistant coaches from Sterling City said they were missing a game, and you know, over the summer, and looked and saw that May was missing a game, and like called him up and said, "Hey, you want to play?" <laughs> and uh, you know, Sterling City's told me that that may have been the you know, the, the toughest game they've played all year. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard that through them. And uh, it, I know, sure, they went to overtime with Borden County. That that was a couple of battles with them. Um, they've had some other, you know, tough games. But that game in week two, I've watched the film of it. And it's it was, you know, May was winning most of the game and had a chance to really go up in that game right before halftime. And could not score from inside the five yard line right before half. Um, and the clock ran out. So um, it's a it's going to be a, a 
I think this is going to be a, a fantastic game. Thank goodness they build in and give teams time if that first game goes long, so at least mm-hmm. we can get away from the set and you know clean up and you know <laughs> have a bite to eat or something before doing this one because that's going to be a long day of uh, of games because like you said, I expect them to go the distance. It's going to be great, and and so we'll start with Sterling City and yeah. and Sterling City. I, I think was a team we expected to be good, but really. When you take a look at the at the path that they walked over the course of the season, um, I don't know. There, I think there's I think there's a real argument to be made that when they beat May, yeah, they beat they beat Garden City in the opener, but we we had some questions about Garden City. When they beat May, that's really when everybody kind of started perking up and going like, hmm, maybe uh, maybe Coach Cisco Trey Cisco squad's got a little something, and and the calling card for them. Basically, outside of that wild ass game against Rankin, uh, <laughs> seems yeah. like the calling card for them has been on the defensive side. It is. They again, kind of, kind of like uh, Balmeray. They play fantastic defense, in my opinion. Uh, it doesn't always show up. You know, Borden County put some points on them. Happy's put some points on them. May put some points on them. But forty points in a six man game is really not bad when those are some of the most explosive offenses in the state. Um, I, I just feel like they, they are so good at run defense and, um, that it's going to, and they wear people down, they move people around and I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of a, it, it, it's such a strange thing to see, but both Balmeray and Sterling City both reminded me of um, the same kind of team where they where they physically wore teams down. You know, Sterling City kind of grinded mm-hmm. in their game against May. They were losing, but they just kept grinding and kind of going and doing the same stuff. But on defense, it just took its toll, and and you saw it late in the uh, Borden County game, where Borden County struggled defensively because they were working so hard on offense right you know and and you know chance ferguson you know is their leading tackler i really like him a lot up front um <clears throat> excuse me and and jared justice you know a linebacker another great player that that's that's in there a lot i i, I feel like they're so physical that i think that's the other thing okay if you've never watched a six-man game these teams will play a very traditional tight style for most of the game. Now may have, may have to switch out, but they, you know, this team has a lot of success running tight. Um, I don't think either team throws the ball real well and their stats kind of show that they're more of a two and a half to one, uh, yardage wise, uh, running teams. And they like to stick to that because they run so well, they're great blocking teams. But, uh, I really think, when it comes down to it, that that uh, that could be a big difference, you know how you know those mental errors because you saw it in the first game when these two teams played, May made I believe it was three turnovers in the mm-hmm. second in the in the fourth quarter and in the end of the third quarter that really kind of cost them that game. 
And and by the way, you know, they they can we should also mention that that from the offensive perspective, because I think most six most people are tuning in. They're like, OK, well, who's going to score? Uh, it, it's probably cross Knittle and it's Knittle. It's K. It, it looks like it, you want to you want to say Niddle. You want right. to. Oh, and trust me, the uh, Borden County people did on their <laughs> Facebook thing. And those uh, people from Sterling City in the comment section were going nuts um, oh, when that game was going like. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, he's he's probably he's probably the go-to guy for them. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, great, great back, um, just fast, mm-hmm. um, sturdy, uh, breaks tackles, just just a workhorse, and uh, really have enjoyed watching him play. And so then you move on to May, and May. Um, you know, again, I would say kind of that same thing, a a team that we thought would be pretty good, but I don't know. And especially, you know, maybe it was when they beat Knox city and Blum within a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. um, in the non-district in in non-district, that was probably what, what kind of caught everybody's eye. Um, even playing Sterling city close, I think probably caught people's eye, but this was a team that. You know, for for all the players that they have that may be, you know, seniors, the 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 heartbeat of this team, and I think the big question mark in this one is how much better have they gotten, and especially how much better has Caden Hulk gotten? Because right. at to borrow a phrase, Hulkamania is running wild over you, brother, and he has <laughs> been outstanding for them. Yeah, no, he has. Um you know, Hulk you know he's he he's rushed for almost 1200 yards and 25 touchdowns and you know just seems to always break another run you know it, it's he you know he starts inside then then he hits somebody and he bounces outside and then he's gone he's got the edge and he's gone that's that's like my recurring memory of watching game film of him mm-hmm. right now and uh i think He's a, you know, he's a junior running back. I think he's, he, he was kind of overlooked early um, in the season, um, but definitely people know who he is because he's just been their workhorse uh, as far as carries, you know, on, on that team. And and that's, that's what's so crazy about it is that like the numbers that you, you mentioned uh, are impressive. Like he's over uh, 1100 yards, 25 touchdowns on less than 60 carries. Yeah. I mean. He's been in a lot of ways. It seems like he's made his big impact on the defensive side, and then suddenly Craig Steele at some point was like, "Well, uh, why don't we just make the whole plane out of Caden Hulk?" And uh, and he's it's it, it it's worked out for them. But it, I I would be remiss if I if I tried to paint May as a one team one player team. This is not. This is with all due respect to McLean last year. This is not. Uh, ben Crockett with McLean May is a real solid bunch across the board. Right. I, you know, it was hard on my players to watch to leave out Rory Bustamante because he actually had more carries. He had 87 carries for almost a thousand yards and 17 touchdowns this year. So, you know, he's a, he, he also has thrown the ball. He, he's their leading passer. Um, so he, he's solid as well. So, and then Isidro Salinas is the other is the other running back they have that that rushed for over 545 yards. He rushed for 445 yards, but you know it's a it, you know it, it was just that Hawk came in there, and like you said, he, you know 
25 touchdowns on 57 attempts. That's just nuts, though. That's that's stunning. <laughs> and so it's one of those things where, you know, you get to a state game, yeah, your competition's getting better, but, you know, you, you wear people down because you're running all these other guys. You can't you can't focus on just one guy um, when, they, when they're running, uh, you know, when all three are in the backfield at some point, you know? Well, and it's so funny to mention this, like when, whenever we're talking about teams that, I mean, Sterling City has an enrollment of 95, okay, uh, and, and May has an enrollment of 83. Like we're talking about, uh, in, in grand scheme of things, we're talking about T90 schools, and yet the depth on these teams is both like really impressive. Like both these, I, I think you got to give a ton of credit to Craig Steele and, and Trey Cisco for, for going and developing depth that yeah. has gotten them to this point that they don't need one guy to go crazy. They've got a lot of different options. I, th- yeah. And I think a lot of that is their programs, you know, may has been here before, you know, they know what to expect. Um, Coach Steele has, has has brought him to the state game a couple times before. He, you know, he's had a program there, and you know they were upset in the playoffs last year. Uh, I they were they were I believe I believe I picked them when we had to do our picks last year. I believe I picked them to make it all the way, and they were upset early in the playoffs. And I was snake bit this year and did not take them. I went with Lakey um, just because. I, I was infatuated with what could happen there, but really, um, May has shown they are just solid. And, and when you and, and you're talking about depth, so so let's go back to that. So when you have really these, the especially in Division One, you have a few extra players, and everybody comes out, and you've got a coach who's been there for a while. You luckily develop, you know, some of these places. You just get that talent, and you can kind of develop and platoon, platoon, and have a couple of different, you know, you know. The, the number ones get to play the number twos all the time. So, you know, you, you do develop that depth and it's programs that do that. You know, it's Richland Springs may not have the depth this year, but they're a program and that's why they're back. You know, Balmeray, the same kind of thing. They are established. They do the same thing over and over. Strong, the same thing over and over. So you kind of get those reps and eventually you come to it. Somebody asked me about Blum, you know, mm-hmm. surprising that Blum made it to overtime last week. I was like, you know, despite the fact they, they they graduated so many people last year after that surprising state title. And I, you know, I, I was like, no, we had them preseason 11, you know. Um, it's a program. It just took them a couple of weeks to get going. And really, you know, they a lot of those kids got reps all the way through the playoffs last year. Now they're seeing the, you see the benefit of it late in the season this year. Yeah, it's. It's amazing. And it's, it's, and, and one thing I do want to point out. So we have, if you go to texasfootball.com slash state, uh, with our state championship preview, it's big and over the top and, and largely made by Granger Huntress on the six man side. Um, you'll notice that all four of the experts that we picked, uh, Granger Huntress, uh, Lehman Saunders, the, the six man, uh, historian and expert, uh, Cowboy Parks from six mania and Bobby Brown from the venerable one, a football or one, a fan.com. Um, they will tell you, uh, all of y'all picked Sterling city and I'm always really conscious of this because this is the soup <laughs> that I swim in. Yeah. I think unanimity and certainty are extremely different. And I want to be very clear about this. I think this game's a straight up coin flip in this one. Yeah. I, 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 it, I was actually shocked. 
Um, I knew Lehman had picked Richland Springs in the Division mm-hmm. Two game, um, and I get that. I understand his reasoning. Why? Why would you? But this game, I was really shocked when I saw that nobody else, you know, picked yeah. May uh, because I saw them up. You know, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, potentially going up three touchdowns in the first half, the first time these t- teams played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think people are enamored with the undefeated season that's going on here with Sterling City, and for good reason. Uh, maybe it's also because, you know, May gave up all those points to Blum, you know, and, and the, you see that track meet and you just go, well, that's got to stop at some point. You can't. You know, but I also think there's some there's some telltale signs, and and the, and the two biggest really are special teams and mm-hmm. defense on this. And with Sterling City, their defense I think is just a little better. I think they wear people down. I you know you see it in these games, the mental errors that teams start to make. You know, toward the end, uh, one thing I, I'll give May credit for is they switched their defense. Um, a little bit at the end of that Blum game when they had to make a stand and in overtime, they, you know, you could physically see they were playing a little bit less aggressive and, 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 and kept Blum out of the end zone on those last two possessions. And, but then the special teams and, and that's what concerns me with may is they, they just a little over 50% on the extra points where Sterling city has been, you know, close to perfect. And, you know, that's the way it was in their first game. You know, when they played just, you know, two more made extra points. Uh, the, the other is May gave up three kickoff returns for touchdowns last, you know, in last week's game. But one of them was called back, you know, off the penalty. But still, that was in the first half. So I know Coach Steele, um, I've known him since he was a, a player. Uh, he, and I know he's made those those fixes, but still, it's one of those things that concerns me about May of of just giving those little bitty edges that you can't give up in a in a championship game. They're both going to be great. Uh, yeah. I think. Like I'm, I have not, you know, last. I'll be, I'll be honest. Last year with that, with with that, I think both of them. Now, credit to Blum who who stunned all of us. But both, but both those games, I thought there were clear favorites entering this game. Yeah, and entering the, the weekend, and it seems like this is a truly, truly. Go- it's going to be a great six hours of 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 of, of six man football. Uh, it'll be on Fox Sports Southwest. You can watch it, and it'll be Granger Hunters on the call. So, is it intimidating? It's it, it's always intimidating for me when I sit next to Craig Way. Is it intimidating for you too? No, it's actually inspiring. I've known Craig so long <laughs> um, because he's he, he's Craig. I mean, yeah. he puts his pants on one leg at a time like the rest of us. No, uh, it's, That's interesting it's, that you feel that way. I feel the exact – I'm just like – I'm yeah. sure somebody puts his pants on for him. No, it's it's so funny. I've known Craig so long <laughs> and, you know, traveled with him, gone you know, gone to concerts with him. Uh, don't play any music games with him, you know, because it goes yeah. back to what I think it was. He's just a, he's just a music fan. So, no, and, and just – Knowing him that to me, I get fired up because I know I've got to pick up my game. You know, that's that's the thing with me is I'm not intimidated because I know I, I, I know I'm the schlub there. You know, I am. I, I mean, we all know that that's me and he's the pro. And so that's why I relax. And, you know, 
try to add the six man flavor to it because it's crazy. I mean, he, he's a workaholic and he's he so prepared the stuff we go over and, and Lehman's met, met us before, uh, mm. you know, gone with us to breakfast before we do these games before, and, you know, cause Lehman's helped us so much in the past, um, you know, prepping for these games and, you know, it's just, he's firing off questions, you know, talking about this, going over names, going over, okay, what are we going to see here? What are we going to do here? And he's already prepped, but he's just one last time before we get into the studio. And, uh, no, for me, it's, it's, it's inspirational. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's, I guess he calms me down uh, a little bit, you know, because I, I get, you know, I guess I know I'm out of my element. It's not something I do normally. So just having Craig there and knowing that, Hey, no matter what I say, at least the professional will talk over me. You well, know? And, and and one of the things, and and I don't, I don't need to, I don't, I don't want to go and lavish praise on Craig because yeah. you know I got to sit next to him, got to get a big head. But but I will just say that like I am very glad that both of you guys call this six man game, call the six man title games because I know genuinely both of you are very passionate about six man football. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and I think and I think six man football fans, in my experience, have been able to sniff that out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and if you're, you know, and, and I go through this a lot and I just say that, you know, if you're in it for a paycheck, uh, like people can 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 know that. And I feel like people know, OK, both Craig and Granger, they are into it. They are here for it. They are they are genuinely excited. They are genuinely interested in seeing what happens as opposed to, hey, could you please just uh, here's my my W9 and you can just send it, send the check wherever you want. Like that's oh, yeah. that's what makes it exciting for me. Whenever I watch you guys broadcast the game, it is it's it's fun because I know you guys are both into it. Yeah. And, you know, was it a week and a half ago when we were watching the games online? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, watching the semifinals online you and I were sharing links to games. Mm-hmm. He was in Manhattan, Kansas, getting ready to do the K-State <laughs> game. And he, he, I sent him the, you know, the groom Balmeray link. And I sent him the San Saba link for, you know, for the Richland Springs game. And, you know, that's what he was going to do. You know, he was a getting ready for the Texas K-State game, but he wanted to make sure he had those links so he could pop in and check a little bit because, you know, last year he went to a game, he went to one of the semifinal games on the way to, I think to Lubbock. And, uh, you know, so it's just, that's what he does. He gets into it. He, he loves knowing everything about it. And like me, he loves the, the, you know, going to the games and seeing the people. And unfortunately, you know, we're doing, we do this one in the, uh, from the studios, uh, Mm -hmm. this year as, as we have in the past, but we still know that the fans that, you know, that we've met over the years are listening to us and watching us. So we, we've got to, we've got to keep it honest, you know? He's he's Granger Huntress. He's the six man football insider for Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the owner, proprietor, and guru over at sixmanfootball.com and color commentator extraordinaire, if I may say so myself. Granger, appreciate your time, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. We will talk to you guys later on Tap and Stuff. <laughs> <laughs>